This is the Orange Podcast. Conversations with Orange City Council for the local community. Lifting the lid on what's happening in the corridors of Orange City Council, you've tuned in to the Orange Podcast. This is Alan Reader with a special look at what could be the biggest change to the future shape of housing in the City of Orange in a long while. If you take a stroll along some of Orange's oldest streets, you'll find houses of different sizes. As well as the larger stately homes, you'll find two-bedroom houses with lots of character, townhouses which might have one or two bedrooms. But if you venture into a new housing subdivision in, say, North or West Orange, what you'll see is almost always four bedrooms, two garages and more bathrooms than you've had hot dinners. With a couple of exceptions, bigger houses is almost exclusively what the market supplies. That's fine if that's what you want to buy. But what if you're an older or a younger couple looking for something smaller? What if you're a nurse or a policeman and simply can't afford the price or the rental of a bigger house? Yep, we're talking about housing affordability. An announcement this week of a new agreement between the council and one of the state's biggest developers has the potential to begin to turn that monoculture of bigness around. This week, Orange City Council signed an MOU with state-owned developer Lancom to build a new suburb on the eastern outskirts of Orange. With space for 200-plus housing lots, the key differences will see around 25% of the lots to be targeted for affordable housing and with many different sizes and types of housing. According to Lancom CEO Alex Wendler, it's set to be a much more fun place to live. Oh, this will be definitely a, a fun place to buy a house and it definitely because uh, of the community that we're going to create. Lancome is known for the high quality development, uh, high quality in infrastructure and high quality in community infrastructure. And, um, and therefore, uh, this will be something where um, regardless if you buy, if you rent, if you're young, if you're old, if you have a big family, small family, there should be place for, for, for everyone. And this diversity will be the strength of this new community. More from Lancom CEO Alex Wendler soon. But first, a quick update from Orange City Council CEO Dave Waddell on how this new approach to building a new housing area could work. It's a good story and a good project, this one. So effectively, the land at the entrance to the city, you'll notice the gateway behind the old Bunnings, we call it, um, is the land that this is all about. And we're going to partner with Landcom and we're going to turn that into a small suburb. Now, Landcom, they do this all over the state. They've got the reputation, they've got deep pockets, they're funded and backed by the state. So we together will master plan, design a suburb, um, and then they will effectively build it. And they may build a whole lot of houses, up to 200 houses, I would think, there. Now, having done that, how does council come into play? So it's a deal, right? We supply the land. That's our, that's our contribution here. They then take the land, develop it, infrastructure, all that stuff, and they start producing houses. Now, it's not a normal suburb. 
we're going to make sure that a percentage of this suburb has affordable housing. Mm. This is not social housing, it's affordable housing. So say 30% of the houses in there will be tagged for people on a set income. So young nurses, um, ambulance drivers, that sort of income. People who need to get into the housing market, who might be moving to Orange, they can't afford the rent, we're going to give them a start. And And they come in in under contract. So council will effectively take 30% of the houses or take the rent roll for it. Um, we might do that using a housing provider and we're doing our we're doing our bit. We're actually doing something concrete for to supply affordable housing in our city. It's really good scheme. So the council and the ratepayers who what what value will they get for that that asset, that bit of land if they hand it over to develop, to a developer, Landcon, where's the value for the community? Okay, so Normally, if you do a land development, you know, the developers and the banks, they all want, you know, they all want money back in 10 years. This is a long-term play. Landcom provide the funding. We will get a return for our rate pay, but we'll get it over 20 years, 25 years. We will get a steady income over the 20-year period rather than a short-term, you know, magic sale price. Lancome will also make some money. Absolutely. They're, they're, not, they're, they're a business. Not a, they're not a profit. They're a business, but they're not a – I understand. Are they not for profit? No, no, no. They, they still need profit, but yep. they, they can do it more slowly. Mm. So they can make their profit over 20 years. They don't have to have instant gratification like developers, right? They don't have to ram the price up. They're, and that's, They're backed by the state, right? They've got a mission. Their mission in New South Wales is to, to help supply a certain number of affordable houses. Now it's spreading to the region. Their brief is to supply to the region. So we're just partnering with someone who's got a brief. It's great. And their, their expertise, their, um, their, their specialist role is in de- designing interesting suburbs. Well, they're well known for master planning diverse suburbs. What does diverse mean to you, Doug? Well, it means a different mix of housing, not just the one 600 square metre block. Mm. There'll be a mix of housing. We'll, in, we'll expect that. We'll a mix of block sizes? Mix of lot sizes, lot sizes mix yeah. of house types, yeah. small cottages, a bit like Shirley, mm. you know, uh, maybe some two-storey stuff. Um, and then it'll be a, a master plan suburb. So you'll have some small shops, you'll have parks, you'll have cycle paths and all the good stuff. Yeah. Again, where we did Shirley, grandma can live there, the family can live there, the old auntie can live there. Because it's walking distance to the shops, you might need a, you might need a car to go to the nearest corner store. Exactly. But also you've got different lot types and different house types. So the young couple can afford to get into it. So the old, the family can live there. It's mm. you want that mixture, yeah. otherwise you just end up with just so, the same sort of people. And that might be apartments. It might be townhouses. It might be houses. The Orange Market is is yeah. very good, and there's lots of supply of four bedroom houses with two garages. So we covered yeah. that pretty well already. Yeah. Is that if the local developers see this and it's successful, is there a chance that this might catch on? Well, we hope so, because Landcom's got a whole design package of of house types, and they'll be printing that onto this suburb. So we would hope so, yeah. We would hope it stimulates interest. How does the community have their say? This will still be a DA at some point. There'll be a rezoning process. Is there a few layers there for the community to to buy into it? Let me think that through. There'll be a rezoning to make it uh, appropriate residential, so there'll be an opportunity there. Then there'll be... With that rezoning, we'll put up a master plan, so a suburb design, 
that'll be the big opportunity. Yeah. So they can comment on design. Mm. They can comment on whether they think it's a good idea if they like, and that all goes through council. What's the sort of timetable for this work? Uh, we start we start work tomorrow on the master planning. The the Lancom team staying staying up in Orange. So we start on the master planning. Um, Rezonings take a while. They take a while. We'll be spending twenty twenty three master planning looking at servicing infrastructure, working on feasibility. 2024 will be when we start mm. rezoning um, and effectively okay. building the suburb. It's a long-term project then. So yeah, if, yeah. if I'm a, a suffering from housing stress in my with my family now, yeah. um, this is something I'd look forward to and begin to plan for in a couple of years' time perhaps. I would think so. I yeah. think I, put it in your pocket as an option in a couple of years. Will I deal with the council then or a local, local provider like a, a housing plus sort of thing? Um, well, that's what we're doing at the moment is trying to work out the best model. Uh, I, look, I would expect there would be normal houses available through real estate agents. To buy. There will, to buy. There will yeah. be. There could even be empty lots for builders to buy to build on mm. in the normal way. But there certainly will be rental properties that people can get into through housing providers. Mm. Um, and there's a few local housing providers. Is it too much to say this is, has the potential to transform the way we do housing in Orange in, in an exemplar sort of way? Well, it's going to transform the way we do it at council because we're actually, actually doing something concrete mm. rather than listening to a lot of other people talk about it. Um, this council is really committed to it, and this is one great way to do something. We're going to put houses on the market at cheaper rents than people could otherwise get. An exciting what prospect. What more can we do? An exciting prospect. David Hill, thanks for your time today. Thanks, Alan. Good to see you. A big reason why this housing project could be different from what's happened in the past in Orange is the developer. Lancom's CEO, Alex Wendler, explains that because it's a government-owned business, it can strike a better balance between making money and delivering for the public good. So Lancom is a commercial developer that is owned by the New South Wales government. And we develop land all across the state uh, to achieve two outcomes, to achieve public outcomes for the people of New South Wales, but as well financial outcomes for our owners, which is the New South Wales government. And our, one of our priorities is to um, to expand into the regions, in particular to support local councils, local Aboriginal land councils and other stakeholders to increase the supply of affordable housing. Um, what we really want to do is... Um, you. Know, make a big difference to people's lives by increasing the supply, the affordability, and the diversity. And I think we can talk about all of these things uh, on this podcast, um, and as well to create sustainable communities. So how far away is something happening? You've signed an agreement today. When, when might things start to happen? Yeah, and I think uh, this signing is, a, is an exciting moment, but we have to say as well that this, uh, this uh, required months of work, and I'm very grateful for the, for the good relationship that, we, that Lancome and Orange City Council have built over the last few months. Um, and, yeah, so what this means now is we have um, kind of documented our, our partnership, and we, we are ready with... Uh, people with skills, with funding, to roll up our sleeves and to uh, look at the sites that we have identified. Uh, obviously, this partnership should be a long-lasting partnership, and it should be in regards to many sites. Uh, but the site that we st stood on today to sign the Memorandum of Understanding, um, th that is the, the Gateway site, that's really um, the site where we will focus from now on or just immediately. And I'm very excited uh, because it's such a great site 
Um, it is well connected to infrastructure. It is um, connected to 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 yeah water, all other infrastructure to 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 roads as well. Um, it's flat, and um, we we just need to go through the final planning stages and through as well uh, the master planning. It's a rezoning, of course, will have to happen as well. Definitely, there's it's quite a bit of land, and for people who are listening to the podcast, if they think the the as you come into t- orange, you'll pass those cutouts of those cows and the old dairy shed, and then the land directly behind that is somewhere where hundreds of houses could be built. How many houses could fit on that space, do you think? Yeah, look, at least two, 200 uh, homes, and um, this is a really good start uh, for for what we have to achieve here in Orange to, to, um, to find a response to the housing crisis. Let's go back to Landcom again. You mentioned you're owned by the state government. Do you have to make a profit for the government? Yeah, we are a commercial business. That's right. So we find and this is the this is the interesting challenge that we have to find the balance between public outcomes and as well financial benefits. So yes, we pay dividends to Treasury, our owner, but uh, in the end, the key focus is that we have, uh, and that's why we exist to really have um, um, social outcomes. Uh, for the people of New South Wales. If I talk about our our targets, so we have clear targets that set us aside from any other developer in the state. We have a target of at least 20% of affordable housing in our regional projects and um, and an aspirational target of 30% um, to achieve that over the next few years, subject to, uh, to, to market conditions. But that's what we are here for. We really want to um, create um, alternatives and opportunities for uh, housing options for people on low to medium incomes and um, people who have essential jobs, for example, key worker jobs. We're talking nurses, teachers, policemen who once upon a time could afford a house, but now I think the cutoff is something like if they're more of their uh, spending more than thirty percent on housing, that's that's housing stress. That, that is right. That, that is definitely right. So people who um, who are working hard but um, are really priced out because of uh, rising interest rates, rising rents in particular, the low stock that is uh, that is um, happening at the moment. So that's the focus. And um, and uh, and I mentioned diversity before, so that is really critical for us to find new products that actually match the needs of people. For example, yeah. So what what I'm what I'm saying is, it's not necessarily the the the, the old product of a four bedroom house with a big garden. Um, that there there is a need for this as well, and there there will be a space for that in, in developments. But then as well, um, multi generational housing. Uh, or, or, or terrace products, depending on on what we what we look at and what kind of kind of areas, uh, where we have a bit more density, um, but as well, therefore, more affordability. Um, but just let me say, because this is kind of quite important, when I mentioned a, a bit more density, is having well designed public open space as well. You know, I, I, I the key key is about sustainable communities, and the sustainability has more than one aspect. It's the environmental aspect, definitely, but as well the social aspect of creating communities, making sure that people meet each other, that there are community um, kind of facilities and as well uh, public open space, playgrounds and so on for families. So that is so important uh, and and that is what uh, a quality Lancome development is. It, 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 it uh, thinks about the people, puts them at the heart and uh, and really focuses on creating a community. Will the affordable housing properties be salt and pebbles scattered throughout the development or just in one area? How do you see that happening? 
Uh, the, the, the it's really um, now the the planning process that we have to go through to understand of what the products are. But definitely, what we have seen is that um, um, to create uh, successful communities, sustainable communities, they need to be diverse. So yes, so therefore, there's always like the idea of of having all sorts of different uh, products uh, in a, in a good mix. Um, when we look at um, at affordable rental housing, we work with community housing providers, and uh, they are experts in this. They're experts in managing, experts in owning these properties, and there we need to look at the feasibility about you know have how they how the different uh, units or homes are located, just to make sure that it works well. For example, if I was uh, someone living in a family with some housing stress, and I want to, I'm really interested in what you're telling me. Uh, I've got to wait for 18 months before there's something to buy or rent. But will I have to go? Well, can I have the option of either buying if I can do that, or going through Housing Plus and renting? And rental and Housing Plus, as a, a local agency, might might buy the property from Lancome. Is that how it'll work? Um, I think there will be different uh, ways of uh, of getting there, and as well different products. But if we if we talk about affordable rental, uh, then it is um, th- then is something that we will work with community housing providers. So mm-hmm. they would manage the rent role, and the the um, applications would go to them. And, and Lancome would sell to a housing agency. Uh, yeah, we, we either would would sell the land or we have some other arrangements yeah. for, for that. Yes. Yeah. So the, the, again, it's all there is not one one um, model that fits always and it's the best all the time. So it's but but yes, we would work with them. And so this is for the for the rental housing. Um, there will be other products um, that will be for sale. Yeah, and in just uh, just speaking generally, obviously we we need to do that work for for this particular side. Um, and uh, there is there are new products as well that we are looking at, which is a build to rent to buy, as well. This is something that could be quite interesting and something that we definitely need to investigate here. Um, and again, but this this is uh, driven by the demographics, by the special demographics, and as well by um, by the by the master plan. And Landcom, I guess, has has got to make enough money from doing this work to continue on its work and 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 pay for its shareholders. So it's if I'm not a, an affordable housing client, I just want to buy a house in Orange. Why will that be a fun place for me to buy my house? Oh, this will be definitely a, a fun place to buy a house, and it definitely because uh, of what I re- was referring to before, Alan, which is the community that we're going to create. Lancome is known for the high quality development, uh, high quality in infrastructure, and high quality in community infrastructure, and um, and therefore uh, this will be something where, um, regardless if you buy, if you rent, if you're young, if you're old, if you have a big family, small family, there should be place for 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 everyone and this diversity will be the strength of this new community there are some subdivisions in orange where it's only four bedrooms and two garages it's the same everywhere because that's what the developers say the market wants you're suggesting the market will respond to some diversity that's right and i think we we have heard this before. We have we, we hear this before, not only in Orange, everywhere across the state. And we have been, we are proud to be a leader. We are proud to be a leader in product development and a, a leader in community development. So therefore, um, we we do, we have a bit of, of leeway because we, as we said, or as I said, our main purpose is not to make money. Our main purpose is public outcomes. We exist only because we are providing some benefit to the state, uh, to the people of the state. 
And, um, and when I say we are owned by the government, we are really owned by the government on behalf of the people and for the benefit of the people. And therefore, that's why we have more leeway to, to do that. And we are a, a, a big business as well, in a sense that we have a number of projects um, where, you know, where we can take some risks. And risks, when I say risks, is risks in a, in a good way in, in, in creating new products and giving people the opportunity to, to, to have, um, yeah, have new products. If you were to come back, uh, if you were to wave a magic wand and come back to Orange in five years' time when there's lots of houses and, and different forms of housing to be built there, um, again, will it be an interesting place to live? Will it, how will it be different from other parts of Orange, do you think? Oh, okay. Yes, and I definitely will be here before in, in, in five years' time. Oh, I'm very at much the end looking. of the project, once, yeah, yeah. once there's something to see, what, what will we see and why will that be good for Orange? Oh, I think uh, it will be good for Orange because of the, um, of the diversity, because the, there will be vibrancy in, in, in that area. There will be high-quality infrastructure. There will be great public open space. And there will be people who, who, um, who enjoy being there. You know, and uh, and are happy to raise the families there, and as well have a and, and are proud to be living in a diverse neighborhood, and um, and I think that will be something. This will be a, a great start for our partnership, and I hope that uh, if we look at the end of that project, that many others between Lancome and Orange City Council are on its way then as well. Alex Vendor, thank you for your time today. We'll watch the project with very closely. Oh, thank you. That's, that was great. And that's the Orange Podcast for this week. Remember, you can leave a review of this program wherever you get your podcasts. That can help someone else find this show. And it's always good to hear direct feedback from the people listening from all over the planet. You can email us at podcast at orange.nsw.gov.au. That's podcast at orange.nsw.gov.au. The Orange Podcast is produced on Wiradjuri Country. Until next time, this is Alan Reader. Bye for now.